All right, hello, hello, hello. This is Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast. This is Entrepreneur Thursday. So we're going to touch on the Doc Caesar and uh, DJ Envy scandal. So I just want to play a little clip real quick from DJ Envy. A million and one accusations. <gasps> oh, my God, no. <laughs> I'm being serious. So so let me explain some things. I'm, I'm not, my attorneys don't want me to speak, but I think there's things that I need to clear up a little bit. I think you should listen to your attorneys. Why don't light-skinned people like to listen? Like if your attorney told you don't say nothing, why are you talking? Listen, so Caesar and myself did seminars. Now, the reason I did these seminars is because I wanted to uplift my community. All right, so I didn't want to go too far into it because I ain't trying to get caught up on no copyright, nothing. But long story short, there being his business partner or whoever he was doing business with, it was clear. Um, basically, is under investigation by the FBI at this given point in time because there we're in the millions of dollars in regards to missing money. Uh, people are accusing his business partner of. So, for example, they're supposed to invest in certain houses, these people, and they found out that all of them invested in the exact same house and this was promised these large returns. And basically the man stopped calling them back. The thing I don't, you know, what's interesting. I found out about this through uh, pocket washing with JT. He always is, uh, is exposing scams in the black community. The thing I don't like about how he addressed this DJ Envy he should have just shut his mouth because to portray to grown adults as if you have no idea who your friend is Caesar Pena you is delusional you're completely delulu like you you must be thinking you talking to some slow people and maybe they do think that them people is slow because who would turn over their life savings to somebody like that, you know, I would think you would turn over to a financial and uh, somebody who is like, for example, an accountant or a certified financial planner or an official investor or what have you. You just straight giving it to some man who just said, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. They didn't do their homework on a man. He already got a criminal history. Not to say it's something wrong with people who got criminal histories. It's more so your life savings. This remind me of what. I talk about it on season five, this season that we're in right now, where I touch on my previous landlord in Fairmont Heights, this black woman. I was servicing her friend. I didn't know that was her homegirl till I was talking about how the horrific things I was experiencing in Fairmont Heights. And one day when she came and she said, and she said, it's her name, such and such. She said the lady's name. I said, how you know? She said, because it ain't too many people in that vicinity. And I know she owns property. We went to college together. So I, first of all, I couldn't believe the lady even went to college because she sound like a ratchet. Like she sound like she never went past the fifth grade. And, and that's probably giving a compliment to the fifth graders out there. Cause she sound like a total drunk. And I found later that she allegedly is a drunk because that's what her brother told me. But that's another subject. The thing that about it is me being naive. I kept complaining about this lady to her friend who now admitted she's her friend. And then one day it hit me. I said, you can't tell me that you've known this woman for decades 
and you, this is the first time you hearing that she does crazy things. I can't believe this. And she said, well, you know, and so she admitted a little bit of her knowing that the friend was completely a nut job, but she was like, she didn't know the, the business aspect of it, which brings me to Caesar and DJ Envy. He's insane. DJ Envy. Because your attorney, he got enough money to be represented by an attorney. Because the, the attorney gave a statement on one of them news broadcasts. FBI, I believe, paid a visit to their studio where they conduct these uh, interviews for the Breakfast Club. All this, it's like a really big deal. So if you have enough to pay an attorney, I know even my family court attorney was quick to tell me to shut up. The only people who talk like how he did, he went on a whole explaining himself thing on his radio program. Only people talk like that, somebody who's not represented by an attorney. And Charlemagne was right when he said, I think you should listen to your attorney. Why are you explaining yourself? To me, the only reason why you explaining yourself at this level of the game, just like uh, the lady last week, Kiara Henderson, the truck guru, explaining yourself running game you look crazy is because you still want to keep some money coming in while you're in the process of pending litigation this is crazy this is crazy and some people lost five hundred thousand three hundred thousand i mean it's like god awful amounts of money and it just seemed this is what business is the the illusion of ethics that's what just business is. I mean, how am I surprised? Like, I can't act like I'm surprised as if, you know, <laughs> this isn't standard. It is standard in the United States of America. If it wasn't standard, if it wasn't standard for it to be so corrupt, we wouldn't have to go through all this stuff. Just to open up a, a business banking account. It's, it's absurd. The stuff they take you through, but it's to ensure you're not ripping people off. They got to make sure they know exactly what you're doing woo, 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 because of people like this. We're going to take a commercial break <laughs> and then I'll play a previous episode where I interviewed an actual entrepreneur and just hold on real quick. Hey, this is your girl Dawn. I just want to do a quick commercial break to let you know that I got over 20 years of dealing with crazy people. Okay. And with that 20 years, I have given a lot of valuable advice to clients, relatives, whomever in regards to shutting stuff down psychologically. A lot of times we may know how to physically fight somebody, but to understand how to tackle a crazy neighbor or a lunatic landlord or workplace harassment or even a belligerent child that you may have. It's a whole lot of things that we need advice on. Sometimes you just need somebody to coach you through it. Just go ahead and head on over to imdonwilliams.com and get your free consultation while it's still there. Let me help you. Okay, so we're doing something a little different for season five. I started replaying old episodes of entrepreneurs that we interviewed. So stay tuned for a repeat of the episode featuring Miss Sandra True. All right. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Dawn Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast. And today we are talking to Miss Sandra True, the CEO of Get Real Parenting Coaching. So how are you doing today? Yes, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. And I want to thank you for coming on my show. I really appreciate it. 
Oh, you're welcome. I'm very excited to be here. So thank you for the invite. All right. Yeah, because I know I'm going to forget to say that at the end. So I just like, let me get it over <laughs> with at the beginning. So <laughs> let me let me get right into my questions. Forgive me because I'm on a digital realm. And uh, <laughs> so my first question is I want you to tell us about your business and the inspiration as to why you named it that. It's a pretty self-explanatory name, but I want you to, <laughs> like the get real part, let us know how you came to that. <laughs> Absolutely. So because I've been working in uh, childcare for quite a few years and uh, I run my own childcare business and because I work with families anyway and working closely with the parents even more i thought to myself do you know what i'm just gonna do a little side <laughs> a little side hustle and uh work with parents on a one-to-one -one as coaching so when i thought to myself okay i'm now gonna make a brand i'm now gonna build myself as a parental coach what am i gonna call myself and instantly you know some people if they're looking for a name they're thinking of this they're thinking of that they're scrolling through this scrolling through that and i just looked up and i thought i want the name to be relatable i want the name to relate to me how i am my personality and because i'm one of those tell it like it is no cherries on top and just straight talking i thought okay get real parental coaching that's me that's the nice. name <laughs> i love that i love that <laughs> parental coaching was born <laughs> yes i love that so before i got another question to follow that up before we get into that i want to take a quick commercial break so we'll be right back all right y'all welcome back and um this is my question for you this wasn't on my list, but it just came to my head. So is it hard to tell people about themselves? How do you, how does that approach go? Like, do they come to you? Because I can imagine how defensive some parents be when you try to tell them stuff. Like me, I'm pretty open when somebody will tell me what I'm doing wrong, especially if they got more experience. But I notice other people, like you can't say nothing to them. So how do you go about getting clients? Like, do you just offer advice or you wait? So there's two things. It depends. So some of them, or most of them come to me if they like through recommended through a friend of a friend or whether they see me on um, social media. And um, so they're coming to me. So if they're coming to me, they already know about me because they would have researched me. They would have um, seen me live and, and how I talk, you know, straight up. So right. that means they don't mind that. So the parents who do come to me, but there's in denial, should mm -hmm. I say, about <laughs> what's really going on in their household. Um, I just have to still tell it like it is. Well, listen, this is what you need to look at because that's not working. And the reason mm -hmm. why it's not working is because, blah, so I just try and lay it out as simply as I can and mm -hmm. make them look at the broader picture. And then that, that seems to work. That seems to, um, they seem to then come around once I lay everything out. So I'm not okay. sure if, if, if it's there because nobody's spoken to them like that before and really explained it properly. Yeah. Like, you know, so it could just be any number of things. But normally I do find once I lay things out, 
make them look at things differently they sort of then want to quite happy to then come on board and oh you know well i didn't look at it like that and then i'd put them in different scenarios and then just get them thinking and that seems to work yeah because me personally i'm not i'm not even gonna say which child it is but you know (laughs) (laughs) i got two children and we we butt heads and when we was in therapy it was like i was wishing the lady would just tell me flat out what am I doing that's wrong? But I get the therapist's job is to help you to come around to it yourself. But that took like years, you know? And then I had to come oh. back. I came back to it like, I really understand what you were trying to tell me, <laughs> you know? But yeah, you I guess- told me that like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, because I would, me personally, don't, I would have accepted it. I'm steady punishing the child for basically his own mental breakdowns. And it took a whole lot to get to that understanding of, why are you punishing him? That's like you going to work punishing your 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 um boss punishing you because you had a bad day. Like you had yeah. a bad day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that I'm glad you do the direct thing because some people need it, even if they don't want to hear it, yeah. they need it. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. probably why my friend list is quite small. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But yeah, because let me tell you something. Cause look, I'm a hairdresser by trade. So I just was I could see I was pissing off one of my clients this past weekend but i i couldn't hold it back because they yeah. were sounding crazy and yeah. i was just but i know they was mad but i know she went home and thought about it you know what i'm saying what i was yeah. saying I, I wasn't trying to hurt her feelings but i, I had to say it yeah. <laughs> you know but okay <laughs> so my next question tell everybody uh well you already basically told everybody what the parental coach is and i want you to a clip from episode 161 of Research Shows Podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the VV show? Two years ago. Oh, wow. So you was nine. Yes, ma'am. This is, I'm just so inspired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so, all right. So tell everybody, how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am. And I want to inspire like kids that's my age or younger and also like some adults as well so they can inspire their kids to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be like, like, like positivity, like have positivity and, you know, be positive, not like don't be negative. That is so wonderful. Entrepreneur Thursdays with Research Shows Podcast. Give um, everybody a definition as to what positive parenting look like. Because me personally, for example, positive parenting, like I just said, meant punishing your child for their own mental breakdown. And people don't look at it like that. They look at it like that was as old school. You pose a punishment, pose a beat them. But in actuality, they're stumbling and breaking. So, you know. Elaborate on that for me in regards to, in my audience, and regards to what does positive parenting look like? So for me, because I don't know whether other people are going to have their own definition of parental coaching, but for me, parental coaching is somebody who coaches you through step-by-step as to how to do certain things with your children in Mm -hmm. certain ways that will benefit you and benefit the child so at the end of it you want to create a happy household 
And in order to do that, you're going to need somebody if you feel like you're struggling obviously some people struggle and they just struggle on but if you can get a parental coach that person is supposed to guide you as to what's going wrong why it's going wrong because there's always a problem now when we come on to the positive parenting Mm -hmm. right so being ethnic myself Mm -hmm. we have a background of beating simple mm-hmm. we got some serious licks when we were younger and then we got the whole saying of children should be seen and not heard mm-hmm. and although we probably think okay well we turn out all right so therefore when we have our children we're doing the beating same way because we don't know any different mm-hmm. but i know a way that you don't have to do all that. You don't have to shout. So the positive parenting is still having your boundaries. You're still being firm, but fair, but mm-hmm. you're doing a lot more listening. Whereas our day, we, we weren't listening at all. We were told something and that's how it is, simple. So then you're that probably bringing it on your child. What I say goes, I'm the mother, you're the child, or I'm the dad, you're the child. I'm in control here. And just go and do off and, and and do do what I say. Mm-hmm. Now for positive parent parenting, you're having to respect the child's views, respect their opinions, listen more, and just basically take on, um, try and build a relationship. So they're not your friend. They're still not. Mm-hmm. Don't get don't get it twisted. They're not your friend, but there is a way that you can still be able to parent positively in basically without the shouting without the beating and without any negativity there is a proper way you can do that and you know what the way i see it is if i can do it anybody can do it yeah and i believe it takes practice because um i'll say this with these children right now generation z they ain't going for the beating it don't work anyway that I mean, that's just my experience. That's why I just had to come to terms with it. It don't work anyway. So yeah. why? Is, I, I got boys. You, I can't be hitting no. They grown men size. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not hitting. The, I don't even feel like it. I, no, I'm not doing that. So yeah. I was kind of forced into it. And um, about the opinion thing, yeah. Um, I do sit and listen more so. Where I just feel like I have to accept the fact that they don't necessarily think like me. You know, yeah, so, yeah, but I, I yeah. guess it comes different for everybody. And I wish I would have had you some years ago when I, oh my goodness. I wish I had myself years ago. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we need this. I really believe that is, we needed this. So. Yeah. And um, you know what? It's, it's, it's well done. Is that we, we do have to remember that it's different times. Mm-hmm. We are in different times now. Society's changing, children are changing. There's a lot more things that they have to deal with that we didn't. Mm-hmm. Internet being number one, all these mm-hmm. devices and all, all so much information is mm-hmm. at their forefront now. Yes, you yes. That. So you're actually fighting against the information that they're receiving. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're having to battle with that, battle with them. So 
you've got to know where to find that balance. And that's what it's about, finding a balance for your home because one one thing that's going to work for you is not going to work for somebody else, not necessarily, because everyone's got different characters, personalities, different traits of different things. So there's a lot that you need to think about in terms of everybody together. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to work. Everybody together is not going to work in the same household. Everybody's doing, you've got your boundaries still and you've got your, you've got certain things that are sort of set to me. Right. But other than that, a lot more, a lot, just being a lot more calmer. And another thing I would say about that, that, that as well is that you need to look after yourself first. And then you look after the kids after. My goodness, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're not in a good space, you're depressed, you're you've got your mental health issues going on, you you can't be bothered, you're tired, you're this. What are you what have you got left exactly to be parenting? Exactly. And I think um me personally, that's what it boiled down to when my heart started fluttering because I was so angry. You know, they're going through yeah. hormones and all that. I yeah. said, I got to make a decision. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah. have to. And I think that when you're an entrepreneur, it's different. Like, you look at the world totally different where everything is like, it's like a kind of like, like managing your life, like how you manage your business. So yes. I knew I had to make a new policy for Dawn, yes. Yes. <laughs> which is yes. I had to make a list of what I did and didn't care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you do what you have to do, isn't it? Yes, that's... to get you in the right direction. You do what you have to do to get you to that space. Yeah, because you, I think you'll go crazy sitting there trying to control every little thing. It's like you know yeah. what? These are their own little people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have their own minds, and it ain't nothing you could do to try. You know to change it because the only thing you're going to convince them of is I can I can't tell mommy this. I can't tell mommy yeah. that, but they still yeah. going to think for themselves. So yeah. I know um my next question I, I um you always hear that um I always hear the phrase parenting doesn't come with a manual and you know people need a license to be parents and stuff like that. So <laughs> do you think that in general that um parents do need coaching because this is something that was unheard of I don't know at least what 20 30 years ago you know we, we knew about therapy but I think wait didn't one of the show called nanny something like that the the with them bad children the super nanny yeah that one yes. <laughs> I thought yeah I could do your job I could yeah. do your job <laughs> she was she was on the chain it was like she was so direct and i i love how she it was it was a command how you talk to children certain children it's not yeah. necessarily screaming but it's like listen we're not going to do this yes. and this is how this is going to go and they respect that so yes. so give me your perspective on the manual part what i was asking i didn't branched off into something else but <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen you know what i i think i'm um because i'm also a podcaster as well okay um, at the beginning of my podcast i do say listen they could have thrown an encyclopedia at me when my mm -hmm. when, as a, when i was a new parent and it still wouldn't have been enough information mm -hmm. it just still wouldn't be so no matter how much you feel feel like you're prepared you've mm -hmm. got your money in the bank you've got your cot ready you, you've read up on all the ten thousand books you're listening to this family you're listening mm -hmm. to that friend it's not going to be enough Mm -hmm. Because when that baby then comes, it's a whole new ball game. 
the baby's got its own personality, its own character already, you know, and that's going to be building as time goes on. But you're not prepared for that sleep deprivation. I don't care how much times you read your book, that yes. sleep, sleep, sleep book, how to co-parent, how to co-sleep. Yes. With the baby and how to do all that it doesn't matter when your eyeballs when you've only had one hour sleep for the whole 24 hours sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't prepare you for that so if somebody i mean a lot of people are getting um doulas in now and yeah that seems to be the new new thing as well getting doulas in and having maternity um nannies and things come in to help you with that Initial yeah. part, but if you cannot afford that and you are just on your normal salary, you know, your day to day just getting by, paying your mortgage, rent, and your bills, you can't afford extra people. So you have to learn to manage on your own. Yes. So this is why things like the podcast comes in handy. And all it does is just give you the extra resources that is free to give so that you can take little snippets of what um, resonates with you. Oh, wait a yeah. minute. So, so your podcast talks about primarily like parents and coaching, like what you do, right? Yeah. So, I uh, yeah. So my podcast does exactly what we're doing now. I have guests come on the show um, in their expertise and they can talk about what it is they're experienced in. And if somebody jumps on a podcast being, oh, I've got someone on the show and my child's not eating. Let me listen to this podcast and see if I can get any tips. And oh. then you go off and do that. Yeah, drop the name of the podcast first so that we, so my listeners know. What's the name of that podcast? Get Real Parental Coaching. I love it. I love it. Of course. Duh. What else could it be? <laughs> what, what else could it be? That's wonderful. This is wonderful. <laughs> so, so I think I did read 30 years when I was reading your bio, but tell everybody like, um, a bit of your background, like what does it take to be a parental coach, all those different things, like let everybody know, how did you even get into this line of work? So I've been in childcare. Oh, you did say over, that. Yeah, over 30 years, over 30 years, mm -hmm. not realizing that. So I've done a bit of um, working in nurseries, working in the schools. I then managed a nursery. I then uh, worked as a nanny abroad for some high profile families. Um, went to America, I went to Africa, I lived in Italy for two years. So I've done quite a lot for um, the individual families. So I've always worked with families, whether it's in, in the childcare setting. So I then decided to leave all that nanny and start my own business mm -hmm. uh, four years ago, um, my childcare business, and uh, which I've just got um, Ofsted uh, inspected. I got outstanding with no recommendations, by the way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the highest you can get. And, um, then I thought to myself, you know what, I think it was just before the, during the pandemic, I was still working cause I still had key worker children. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I still got more, I still got more to give. Mm -hmm. So I feel like where parents are, Oh my goodness, my children, my children. I thought, you know what, let me go and get myself qualified and become a parental coach so that I can work with the parents on a one-to-one -one and just get it, keep it moving, just yeah. keep it moving, you know? So that's, that's basically where I am. But most of my experience and knowledge being a parent as well, because I've got two children, okay. they're grown, 
And I've used that because my daughter, I tell you what, she was born with a halo over her head. That is work, no word of a lie. Oh, now I'm still waiting for this two-year-old tantrum to come. My wow. son, and he had her two-year-old tantrum plus his whole two-year-old tantrum. <laughs> hell. So there was nothing that nobody can tell me that I haven't seen, that I haven't done myself, that I haven't experienced myself. So as well as working in that industry, I have a bag of personal knowledge of, 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 of all different scenarios, which I won't even go, go right there now. But he's a chef now, by the way. <laughs> look, everybody, look. <laughs> oh, I, from my dad who has passed, he was the first one who told me, he said, one day, you're going to look up and you're not even going to remember how bad he was. You're not even going to. And I was like thinking he is out of his mind, my daddy, but I'm going to trust and hold faithful to what he said. Cause what you just said, cause a lot of mommies that I meet from all different backgrounds, religions and races, they all say the same thing. How old is yeah. your son? They all them say that. How old is he? Oh girl, please. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, like one lady it was so hilarious when I told her that he was, I think he was 15 at the time, she was like, oh, girl, please, that's the male menopause. Girl, please. Yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say, and I, I, it hit home what you said about the two children, because I think it's so amazing how children are so different. So my baby boy is totally different than the eldest not to say one's better than the other it's yes. just that they just are totally different so yes. umar my baby i mean i didn't have to child proof anything and i'm just saying mommy doesn't want you to die because that would make mommy really sad so don't put your finger in the outlet and he listened to me and it's like i could see he's not going through the same hormonal changes as the oldest one did with yeah. the um teenage stuff it's it's like i don't have those issues with the baby the oldest is just different and i think people don't understand that so i think another thing people will think um they'll be like oh you treat one child different than the other i've heard this not about myself what well, i have but about other people too and it's like well they're two different people Right. <laughs> so right. you're not gonna, yeah, you treat them equally, but you're not going to treat them the same. Right? Yes, it's just not possible because I yeah. can negotiate with the youngest, but the oldest I have to command. It's no mm. compromise on that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, oh yeah. So this is what I want to know. So, do you offer both virtual services and in person? And do you find that either one is better than the other? Like, do you find it's better, like, if somebody meets with you one-on-one? -on -one? Because, you know, some people don't like that virtual stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. To be honest, because I started the coaching during the pandemic, it was mm -hmm. just um, Zoom. And, and, and I haven't had any opportunities as yet or any requests, should I mm -hmm. say, to do the face-to-face -face thing as yet. So I haven't actually done um any face to face mm -hmm. but i'm i'm happy to so but i feel like um like now how i'm talking to you mm -hmm. i i can still do my stuff either way yeah absolutely uh, and i feel like i can still get across what it is i need to say 
I can still hear what you're saying and listen to all the um, issues that you have. And we go through step by step anyway, because I run a six week program. So mm -hmm. we take it step by step. But initially you'll fill in a questionnaire. So that will make me analyze the questionnaire and I can sort of hear where you're coming from or what or how your mind is set. So I would know over the period of how to work with you and, and what we could be doing together. OK, and then is the are the children involved in this, too, or you just primarily speak to the parents? Do you know what? I primarily speak to the parent because I can tell you that 98%, I would say, in my opinion, is the parent. Okay, I agree. <laughs> where, where the parents are, oh, my child is so rude. They just don't know. And they just don't listen. Oh, my son, these behavior. Well, if you just turn yourself around and did certain things, your child will not behave in that way necessarily. And the yes. reason why I say 98% is because the other 2% could well be, that's where we go into possible issues or some extra additional special needs that the child may have that that's out of the coaching, um, you know, ream. They're gonna need to be signposted to, to go somewhere else where the child does need help. And that right. is- behavior is certain way because maybe um you know maybe they're dyslexic and you didn't know maybe they're autistic and you didn't know so there's all these other things that could be going on with the child why they're not doing certain things so i believe in early intervention i'm a big fan of early intervention so if you think or your gut is telling you something is not quite right go and seek the help ASAP. Do not leave it. Because while you're leaving it, the child is still doing this, you're still getting more stressed as it is. And then years and years later, you will, um, you're not any better than where you were. Yes. Because what you're doing is it can't help because the child needs additional help, additional support, or has something in place where you now know that when the child sits at the table, he's not gonna sit still around the table because that's not his thing. So maybe you can have a cushion or something that he sits on that belongs to him, that helps him to, he can wobble on his own cushion instead of just disrupting the whole table, so to speak. Just, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, I, I love that. That <laughs> Everything you said is 100% true. Like I was saying with the therapist and I got to see her shake her head like, mm, cause I was like, he just is so disrespectful. And he just, you know, he just, he just don't listen and this and that. And I just felt like she just need to fix him and get him to do what I say. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt. And it took a long time. Even my husband saying, I don't care what you do. You could talk to you blue in the face. He going to do what he wants to do. He always kept saying that to me. And I yeah. was just like, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make him. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's where you, you, you were butting heads mm -hmm. because it's a matter of now working with him. Mm -hmm. where you, there's a way where you can let the child think that they've got power and control oh my god yes. having power and control you understand <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> you can do that whereas if you constantly 
you're gonna do this well they're like no i'm not and it's gonna be a battle and it will not stop it's like a wheel just constantly going round and round and you as the parent need to get off so you can stop work out some stuff and then go back but you go back differently it's almost like you know there's an argument coming or you know you can or you can feel or your little child's doing something you can feel yourself getting upset you stop before you get to that stage you take a breath you take a breath and you'd think, take a breath. I ain't taking no breath. Trust me, if I could take the breath, you could take the breath. You mm -hmm. breathe. And in your mind, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. And you go back again. But you do not react on your emotions straight away. Right. And it's almost like when the child is upset, you don't go in when they're upset. You leave them to get on with it. You wait till a calm moment and then you're like, you know what? You know what happened earlier on? I don't know what happened, you know, but let's talk about that because I can see that I can clearly see you as upset and I was upset. So let's talk about that now. Why, why right. did you? And you're in a calm space and you're more likely to get answers when you're in a calm space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. You've been dropping jewels. <laughs> <laughs> so before we close out, we're going to take another commercial break. So everybody hold on. All right. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Miss Sandra, I want you to tell everybody where can they locate your business, your podcast, give every single place that everybody <laughs> can find this business because this is an interesting business. <laughs> So you can go on to Get Real Parental Coaching, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, or it's on Stitcher, either one of those. You can find me on there for my podcast. If you go on, if you're an Instagram person, you can go on Instagram, Get Real Parental Coach, and you'll see my name come up and all my videos that will help give you some tips as well. And there's a bio. I've got a link in the bio. Click on that and it will bring up everything. My Facebook uh linkedin i'm on linkedin and there you go get real parental coaching excellent 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 so everybody don't forget you can listen to this episode and more we are on apple spotify and iHeartRadio as well as other platforms we also have um technology for seniors daily at 12 noon and Monday mornings at 6 a.m. with the morning crew, we talk about a whole lot of other things. And Thursday at 4 p.m. is when we interview entrepreneurs. So we are always looking for guests, recorded comments. And if you're interested in collaboration, all that stuff that I just mentioned, just go straight to the research departments with an S.com and click on research shows podcast. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose.